0: The following program, The Inclusive Voice, is sponsored by Diversity NBA Media, and to the extent applicable, their guests. The views and opinions expressed therein do not necessarily reflect those of Newsweb Radio Company or its management.
1: Good morning, everyone. This is Pam McElvain. I'm your host of the Inclusive Voice, WCPT 820 AM. Oh my goodness! Look at the sunshine out this Saturday morning. I am so excited to be here, and I hope you all are as well. But as we get started, before we get started with our show, we have our diversity news segment. You know, recently just came out in the Washington Post, with so many major companies and corporations are now just downsizing their diversity, equity, and inclusion department and teams. The mega companies like Tesla, DoorDash, Lyft, Home Depot, Wayfair, and so many organizations who have made investments are deciding to let the political landscape influence what they're doing around this. And, you know, what's really frustrating and very difficult to wrap your minds around is how can organizations say that they're committed to developing and creating a workforce that mirrors their consumer base as well as? the people that they actually wanted to touch and reach when they literally are saying representation is no longer important. That's what diversity is about. It's about the many dimensions of the differences that exist within within people in our human race. And then you move into equity. We're talking about fairness and equality. And here you're saying, so equity, that part of diversity is no longer important, as well as inclusion and belonging. So you don't want people to be in a trusted and respectful environment. So what are you doing when you reduce and delete the acronyms and the people that are actually trying to perpetuate a safe place, um, a psychologically safe place to work. So that's that's the question I have for these companies that are finding it so easy to dismiss uh, diversity, equity, inclusion in their workplace. And as you know, the political environment is saucy in terms of what's happening um, in today's world. But I, w- I would say this to folks, while this is our news piece around what's happening and how diversity is actually relating with what's happening in our, our workplace force is let's talk to organizations and uplift what they are doing and what's happening and what makes a difference for them and why it is unwavering and unchanging for them. So we're going to take a commercial break, but when we come back, we are going to be talking to a family of legacy who have not only built wealth with generational wealth within their community and their organization, and with the family structure, but how important diversity, equity, inclusion has been, it is um, for, the, for them and their what, past success and forward success. I'm not going to tell you who it is until we come back. We'll be right back with you after this commercial break.
2: Breakthroughs aren't just for medical journals. They're to help people hold their grandbabies for the first time. Expertise isn't just for awards or recognition. It can be what gives people the best chance to walk again. At the Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network, people are the driving force behind everything we do. So we never lose sight of what's important. And we never forget who it's for. Because in the end, we're people helping people. That means every breakthrough, every clinical study, every interaction is to help people like you, your family, and your neighbors be the best they can be. We do everything possible because we see everything possible in you. To find out how compassion motivates world-class care, visit Freighter.com.
3: From emails that get no response to improper billing and shipping to inventory mistakes, waste can be an expansive, encompassing problem. With a track record of success that includes over $7 billion in successful projects, Bold Business has been helping clients over two decades. Whether you seek to enhance the performance of current anti waste and waste initiatives, reduce reputational damage in the face of heightened public scrutiny, or simply safeguard cost efficiency, Bold Business has the answers. Check out boldbusiness.com for more information.
1: And we're back, and I hope that um, I'm Pam McElvain, your host of Inclusive Voice. I hope you guys, those of you just joining us, um, we now have a special family guest, the Flowers Group, to share with us the secret of success with family, business, and how they have leveraged diversity, equity, and inclusion. And first, I would like to welcome Michelle Flowers Welch, who is the
4: chairman and CEO. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Pam, and and thank you so much for having us on the show today. Uh, Diversity MBA Media has done so much to inform and empower diverse business owners and ensure that corporate America stays focused on how integral minority supplier development is to business. So, platforms like Inclusive Voice for me um, continue to be dialer needed, especially in the current environment. We're really excited to contribute to the conversation today.
1: Thank you so much, It's so, you know, I, I'm just, you know, elated to have you guys here and definitely will introduce the. Uh, the other two in a second but the first thing I'd like to ask you you know how do you keep yourself well both mentally and physically you know in today's environment
4: I am very spiritually grounded so that's what keeps me well in today's environment. Um, I tell people that I don't put together my own to-do list every day. I put together God's to-do list. And I think that when that is at the center of your world and what you do, your spiritual connection, no matter who that is, then uh, you're going to stay grounded and, and balanced no matter what chaos might be going on uh, outside of, of, of your sense.
1: Yeah, you know, that's well said. And, you know, and people have often, you know, particularly pre COVID, post COVID, have taken on new practices and stuff. And when you talk about being spiritually ground, um, that grounded, that's really great. So, joining us this morning, um, Michelle, we have Jasmine and Britton. So, tell us, you know, Jasmine. Welcome. Hello.
5: Hello. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here.
1: Yeah. and, And Jasmine, so what do you do to keep yourself well?
5: Um... You know, I will echo similar sentiments to Michelle around being very spiritually grounded, um, and that's how I really start my day. But um, to add this to that, I'll also say that you know, I really rely on my my family and my support structure um, at home. Um, I am fortunate to have a um, very supportive um, husband who um, is really um, my. My partner in crime in terms of managing uh, life work and, and three kids and we're able to, to lean on and support each other um, and that really um, is kind of the, the other piece of the puzzle for me in terms of um, really being able to balance and kind of stay healthy um, both mentally and physically um, you know one thing we do together is we, we try to work out together um, and that's, okay. that's our time and that's how we support each other other and um, you know kind of balance things and, and keep ourselves healthy
1: and thank you so much for sharing that that balance side of, of being well and what families can do I appreciate that and for our listening audience this is Jasmine flowers Mason she's the managing director of the flowers group and uh, last but not least let's introduce uh, let's meet Britain Britain flowers is also another managing director you'll hear more about his role so good morning Britain and welcome
0: uh, good morning, and thank you for having me and all of us Pam. I have to concur with you that it is a beautiful sunny day outside so I- I'm enjoying the sun as well.
1: <laughs> well and so Brittany, so what do you do Let me ask you you know you're, you're the you're the guy in the group here <laughs> among us ladies um, what do you do to keep yourself both mentally and physically well during
0: these days? Yes, I, indeed, I am the guy in the group. I'm not as easy on the eyes and easy on the ears as Jasmine and uh, Michelle, but they both mentioned two great things, you know, first starting with, you know, making sure that you're rooted and grounded in your spirituality. So I would start there at first, and then Jasmine mentioned balance. That's also very important. Uh, for me, you know, I don't have a family, and, you know, I'm not married. So, you know, just making sure that work-life balance is so important, making sure that, you know, I'm staying active staying in the gym, always exercising, and always taking time out to make sure that you know, uh, you're doing what you love outside of work. You know, we love what we do inside of the office, but making sure that I'm always doing what I love outside of the office. So whether it's music or playing sports or getting together with the family, you know, just making sure that that balance is really there and and that really helps me uh, to stay grounded.
1: You know, thank you for sharing. Because, you know, February, you know, is a celebration of, of love and black history, right? We have you know, Valentine's Day Sweetest, and you know, and not just black history in the month of February, but but celebrating our history every day. And that's why I'm really, really um, I feel lucky to have you, you know, the Flowers Group, your family, to talk about, you know, what legacy means and how it's manifesting, you know, and showing up through, you know, Britain, you and Jasmine, and how you guys are working together. So I, I'm just I'm just thrilled. And, and I'm gonna Michelle have to grab you guys for some more platforms. And take this on the road because we think I think the broader world need to know what this success looks like. But um, let's just just step back a bit. And Michelle, you know, how did you get started? I mean, you definitely, you know, your story and going to, you know, Medill School and communications and journalism degree. But, you know, what what motivated you and inspired you to start a communications company?
4: Well, Pam, I've known that I wanted my own business since I was 10 years old, since I was a a child. Uh, My father uh, really inspired my entrepreneurial dreams because he was not able to pursue that path. Um, I am one of six children, and my father did not open his own business because he chose the nine to five so that he could take care of my mom, my four brothers, and my sister. But he was really, really inspirational, and um, when I was... uh, in junior high, he and my mom really helped me to open my first business, which was based on my ability to sew. So my entrepreneurial desires. Um, uh, had, have have had uh, many, many years to uh, develop. Um, when I got into corporate America, it was just a matter of identifying what that business would be. So I did uh, stints in corporate communications, in government, in non I actually worked at the Chicago Urban League uh, for a number of years. And then I stepped into Golan, which is a leading global PR firm known for really helping put McDonald's on the map. And that's when I knew I was at home. Uh, Al Golan mentored me and deepened my love of agency life. And I knew one day I would have my own agency. But um, I also, uh, Pam, had started to develop this interest in multicultural marketing, which Golan didn't do, and I went to Burrell and was able to work directly with Tom Burrell, as you know, who is an advertising icon and trailblazer in black consumer marketing. He was a great role model who fueled my entrepreneurial passion, and as a result, large Communications Group was born, and this year, here we celebrate 33 years in business. Oh,
1: congratulations, congratulations, and well done. And what a, what a, what a you know tremendous journey. It's it's kind of amazing because hearing your entrepreneurial you know beginnings very similar to mine too. You know we don't know what it's going to be, but then we kind of kind of lean into it. But you recognize what that passion would be and what started what was starting. You know with realm and with you, you know, having the opportunity to be exposed to some of these icons, as a black woman, you know, in an agency field, did, um, you know, just going out and starting, beginning your agency, did you find that to be difficult or was it different because you did have these these networks and connections with these already successful agencies that you experienced?
4: It was different for me because I did have these networks, and I also have this highly competitive spirit growing up in a household with uh, four brothers who were all into sports. So I've kind of had that hard-nosed... Uh, you know, uh, always grind it out sort of uh, mentality. So when I started the business, um, any obstacles and challenge that I faced, I addressed head on in that same kind of way, and uh, did whatever problem solving that I need to do, needed to do, whatever pivots I needed to do. to make sure that um, I could uh, leap past any of those initial challenges because you do have them as an entrepreneur, not just even as a woman, but as a black woman out here uh, in the marketplace. But I was able to come up with some results-driven solutions uh, early on and continue that mindset, you know, since I've been in business.
1: And, you know, and to leverage multicultural marketing, too, before it was very popular, I mean, that was brilliant as well, to be able to do that. And I can't wait for us to talk a little bit later, you know, how multicultural marketing and DEI intersects, um, hearing more about that from your, from your group, from your family. But one of the things which is amazing, you know, being around 33 years is one thing, but having more than 150 industry awards not just talks about the longevity and sustainability you've had in this business, but also the excellence and the recognition that you I and mean, you know, we have to own it, that you have achieved, you know, a level of greatness. Um so I just, you know, I just want to say, you know, once again, congratulations to you for, you know, for, for being stepping out front and sustaining it at this high level. So we're going to, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll come right back and talk a little bit more with Michelle and Brit, uh, Britain, I don't want to mispronounce his name, Britton and Jasmine about their roles in, in changing and helping bring um, Flowers Communication Groups to the next level. We'll be right back.
6: At UPMC, we believe care goes beyond our walls and into our communities. That's why we support organizations and individuals who help people prosper by giving them skills and training for employment, including right here at UPMC. Because life-changing is providing people a chance to grow. Learn more at upmc.com slash community impact. UPMC, life-changing medicine.
3: Don't let the tight labor market get in the way of your company's success. Open your mind to new ideas and open your enterprise to new workforce solutions. With Bold Business, companies can leverage extensive global assets and a lengthy track record of success in reducing labor costs. Don't let borders get in the way of giving your company the best possible workforce. For remote positions, bold business can save clients up to 30 to 50 percent with skilled and experienced candidates from a global talent pool. Head to boldbusiness.com for more information. Welcome back. I'm here
1: Pam McElwain, your host and the inclusive voice with Michelle Flowers, icon in the communications and PR space and world. And we also have her family members here with us, Jasmine and Britton, who are helping the next generation. So, you know, Britton, I'll start with you. And then Jasmine, have you jump in? Share with us. You know what is your role? What do you do at um, as the managing director? at the Flowers Communication and how your background has prepared you
0: for this moment. Sure. So right now um, I am again as you mentioned managing director here but uh, primarily focused on business development here at the agency you know continuing to uh, make sure that we're forever evolving as we look at the business and the growth of the business. So connecting with clients and kind of serving as um, the glue if you will between the account teams and prospect as well as current clients, you know, as we're talking about new business uh, initiatives and opportunities, just making sure that our teams are prepared and equipped with everything they need from, you know, uh, if we need to go in and do a pitch with a new agency or if it's an existing client, you know, making sure that uh, they have what they need so that we can make sure that the campaign and partnership is successful. Uh, So I've been sitting in this role for about two years, but prior to that, I was actually on the Outside, um, primarily doing media relations. I uh, was a big media relations person here at the agency. And also uh, heavily involved in community engagement and events as well. My actual background uh, is radio, so I come from a background of media uh, like yourself. So uh, yes. happy to be uh, having a full circle moment here of being on the other side of the microphone, yes. if you will. So I, I spent some time as a talent on air, and also uh, the assistant marketing director uh, for our cluster of stations in North Florida uh, and South Georgia. I'm actually from. Florida. And then uh, I came okay. to um, Flowers Communications Group. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I'm just saying, I, I hear you.
0: Yeah, so when I was in radio, I was in media. Uh, I had the opportunity to come work at Flowers um, and really apply what I had learned from being on the media side and on the marketing side of media. seeing, you know, transitioning into the world of public relations, marketing, and integrated marketing communications, uh, if you will. And, and from the very beginning, my very first day in a in a junior role here at Flowers Communications Group, uh, I was blessed to you know really be under the tutelage and mentorship of Michelle you know, really soaking in and learning the importance of uh, reaching and respecting diverse consumers. You know, I knew all about, you know, our community and everything, if you will. But when it comes to really, you know, talking to our people in black and brown voices from a grassroots standpoint, she really uh, instilled that uh, inside of me from, from day one. So very thankful for that. And that's just a little bit about my background and how I got to uh, the position that I'm in today.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. It's a very comprehensive background and probably not, you know, a lot of folks can come into the agency world and have this level of experience and insights that you do have. And you know, and I'm really, I'm kind of in media, but I fell into it, but I'm definitely not a, a prodigy of it. So it's, it's really great to hear, um, hear your story. So, so Michelle, you know, with what, what is one of the assets that, you know, Britain has brought to the agency that helps you in, you know, in forward thinking and next. What are, what are some of the things that, um, that his strength provides?
4: I think one of the things that it's important for a business owner to do is always evolve with the time and stay in touch with today's consumer. You know, uh, I'm a baby boomer, a a millennial and understands this uh, younger generation who's driving our economy and the technology that they utilize from a a sales and communications perspective. So he brings that to the agency, always uh, making sure that uh, we stay contemporary and innovative and look at solutions that reach this younger. Generation. Um, he's also uh, because of his passion for uh, radio and music. He's always aligning that information into campaigns that we have. Uh, Pam, we've used him um, for vote as a voiceover talent. As you can tell, he's got a great voice to support uh, yeah. The that. Yeah, as 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 an agency, you know, clients love hearing that that um, that uh, booming voice and he brings a, a passion and, and commitment to the to the work that serves yeah. as an example um, you know for others within the uh, within the agency so um, uh, he, he brings a lot to the business and looking forward to seeing where he continues to help take the agency
1: so I, I really like the way you said is you know we have to evolve with the time you know I'm celebrating 28 years this year in business, so I, I get it with you having to have that kind of talent. So, Britton, I've, I've written your name down and you know, I've got the number and the email. I said, okay, check for voiceover for a conference, you know. So you know, I'm definitely taking all these notes, and and, you know, and the other thing I love too is that you you are you know you are celebrated um, you know talent too. And let me just ask this real quick before we shift over to Jasmine. So, do you have, uh, in terms of your customer base, Britain and business development that you do, and the client engagement? Do you guys have um, more of one type of customer than another or are you just across
0: the board we are across the board and you know it it, it really varies Uh, i think that that's what makes us uh one of the premier agencies in the country is because you know we can shift from you know doing government work and amazing award-winning work like the work we did uh for the city of chicago which was you know um really uh, acclaimed work across the country at what we were doing at being at the forefront of COVID from a government standpoint, then we could shift and be, you know, in lifestyle and entertainment, like with our Jack Daniels client or, you know, making sure that, you know, we're reaching and respecting consumers with our McDonald's client. So we can shift uh, across sectors, whether it be, you know, government, beauty, entertainment, finance. We've had, you know, we have a decorated roster of, you know, uh, financial, clients from your Bank of America of the world to your um, Wells Fargo back in the day. Uh, So we have a decorated roster across, you know, different industries. So we've been uh, very blessed to be able to uh, pivot and shift and, you know, not keep all of our eggs in one basket as we look at, you know, um, the clients that we serve.
1: Yeah, that's 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 incredible. That's amazing. You name naming some of my partners. I'm like, okay, is <laughs> These guys are still, you know, committed to DEI, which is which is which is amazing in terms of particularly what's happening. And you know, and before we, uh, we're going to take a commercial break and come right back. And but before we go, so Michelle, you know, and I guess I'll let all of you guys to think about this, and we'll talk about it um, a little bit right after the break. Is you know with you know, there's multiculturalism and multicultural marketing, and then there's DEI. I, I definitely want to hear, you know, what in your opinions are are the differences, and and potentially what we need to make sure we don't lose. So we're going to go to commercial break, and then come right back and continue our conversation. We have Jasmine join us from the Flowers Group.
2: Breakthroughs aren't just for medical journals. There to help people hold their grandbabies for the first time. Expertise isn't just for awards or recognition. It can be what gives people the best chance to walk again. At the Freer and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network, people are the driving force behind everything we do. So we never lose sight of what's important. And we never forget who it's for. Because in the end, we're people helping people means every breakthrough, every clinical study, every interaction is to help people like you, your family, and your neighbors be the best they can be. We do everything possible because we see everything possible in you. To find out how compassion motivates world-class care, visit Freighter.com.
3: From an industry
2: leading journal
3: and web publication highlighting professionals and best practices to boot camps and conferences featuring noted and accomplished speakers, Diversity MBA is a driving force in diversity, equity, and inclusion education. But Diversity MBA's education push extends beyond the public realm and into the private sector. Thanks to DMBA, enterprises embarking on their DEI journey have access to training webinars, leadership indexes, and more. All of which can help educate and transform a workforce. Embrace DEI. Diversity MBA can help. Visit www.diversitymbamagazine.com for more information.
1: Welcome back. I'm here, Pam McElbane, an inclusive voice I have with me, Michelle Flowers and Britton Flowers. And now we're getting ready to have join us in this conversation, Jasmine. You guys, they are working me this morning. I'm like, okay, which, which power flower do I get to talk to now? So we're going to, uh, Michelle, I'm going to have you start in and um, then we'll have Jasmine join in. You know, about, you know, multicultural marketing, you know, what is that, or multiculturalism and, you know, and then DEI. How do you guys look at um, the two of those and the differences?
4: I am actually going to throw it directly to Jasmine, who has some uh, global expertise from the DEI front.
1: What? Is that Jasmine? Okay, Jasmine, take it over.
5: to jump in, happy to jump in. Um, no, I, I think that's a, a great and interesting question, Pam, because I do think that um, there's there's some clarity needed here. I think people have the tendency to kind of think multicultural marketing and DE&I are synonymous, um, or you know, one replaces the other, and I think, really, you know, if I start with the, the key takeaway here, it's that, you know, they are different yet interconnected, um, and both, you know, very important um, uh, from a DE&I perspective. So, you know, the way I really think about um, DEI is that it's it's really a broader kind of organizational framework or core value um, that really focuses on kind of internal policies, uh, practices, infrastructure and and culture so this could really be you know uh, anything from hiring practices so that's your, your talent acquisition um, uh, process to performance management you know thinking through you know um, you know how people are, are being rated how they're in their reviews how they're being developed and primed for upward mobility um, to leadership representation, and then even to the policies,
1: um, you know, related to women, veterans. Jasmine, what an incredible definition! I mean, you described it. I mean, I've been a DEI expert for you know more than twenty-five years, and I haven't heard a better definition in the way you described it, what DEI does—the framework and core value that's manifested through policy practices in. With the spash call. So you would have to remind everybody, hey, this is what it is. This is what you guys are removing. And so when you look at multiculturalism, and you talked about how it's interconnected to DEI, talk to me a little you know, share with us a little bit more about um, why and how multicultural um, marketing and, and work is manifested in the, in the workplace. So really multicultural marketing um, is really the
5: outcome Word extension of an organization's DE&I core values. Um, and it's truly a strategic approach to reaching diverse consumer groups. Um, and I think it goes without saying that in order to reach diverse consumer groups, you know, you've really got to understand and recognize that effective marketing requires an understanding of the unique characteristics, nuances, and preferences of the various cultural Communities and so multicultural marketing really is um, the, the 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 art and the science and the understanding and cultural fluency of, of being able to reach those diverse consumer groups and audiences that organizations and brands externally want to connect with and build relationships with and ultimately right um, build some loyalty um, towards their products uh, with as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, so well stated, and you're absolutely right. And so somewhere, you know, this is not a new concept, and it's been around for decades. And when we think about, you know, our our big brands, Coca-Cola and Pepsi, and other, uh, you know, McDonald's, all these other brands, they they understood the value, you know, of the of the link the linkage with consumerism. And then now, you know, we have the the attack on the other side of the house, like you said, the infrastructure part of DEI, and and. And we're not going to lose one without the other. In fact, neither of them are going to go away. So within you know, some of the work that you're doing, um, and then I also do want you to you know, share a little bit about your background. I mean, are you seeing organizations, you know, move away from one or the other? Or are you guys just helping them understand the interconnection of both, and how important it is to continue to have the to be de- nice, integrated with multicultural marketing?
5: Yeah, so I definitely think without a doubt, right, just uh, with across any industry, we see DE&I as a whole being faced with a lot of resistance and strong kind of anti-DE&I rhetoric and, and backlash, you know, from from a legal perspective. And I think... You know, across industries, you know, we're seeing a mix of a couple of things. So, we've seen, you know, some major companies respond with kind of an overabundance of caution, right? We've heard the statistics about DE&I budgets um, enrolled um, decreasing. I think there are some statistics out there that say that they've decreased by almost half. Um, we've heard about the declines in funding for businesses owned by people of color, like specifically, you know, black, um, and brown, um, businesses. Um, I think the funding has dipped back to less than 1%. Um, but in that same vein, we've also seen kind of major organizations remaining steadfast and really forging very courageously forward despite the challenging, um, landscape. And that's really what it's going to take. Um, and to your point, you know, it's not like we haven't been here before where, DE&I principles have been attacked. You can look back in history and see, um, uh, you know, kind of inflection points of of where this has happened and we've pushed through then. And, you know, I think, you know, what we are seeing with our clients is that, you know, they are continuing to kind of courageously push through now. Um, And we really, from a, a multicultural marketing perspective, you know, we have not seen, you know, a large effect to our work. Um, Because, you know, we work with clients and we're fortunate to work with clients who come to us um, and and they come to us with, already an inherent kind of strong understanding of DEI and its value. It's not something that we're trying to sell into them. We're not trying to sell in the importance of multicultural marketing and why it's it's not just a business imperative, but the right thing to do to reach diverse audience groups. Um, You know, but with that said, that doesn't mean that they're not educating themselves about the landscape and and thinking about how to navigate in a way that, you know, states Guard them from some of these legal ri- uh, legal risks, um, yeah. but you know they're really dedicated towards pushing forward um, in the DE&I and multicultural marketing um, uh, landscape, and, and holding true to those objectives.
1: Yeah. And I I thank you so much for sharing um, your perspective. And just so our audience know, you know, Jasmine is, you know, she's an expert in both DEI and talent management, you know, helping the uh, professional services industry. She comes with training from Deloitte and McKinsey. So, very very well um, informed on what's happening and how they're navigating this so we're going to take a commercial break and then I'd like to come back and talk about you know how is it you know working with a family within the family business you know what are some of the advantages and I'm not going to say disadvantages because I just kind of see it as a competitive advantage um, but in working together and, and continuing to build the legacy so we'll be back with you right after this commercial break
6: believe healthcare should treat the whole person and the whole community at upmc we aim to do just that by partnering with organizations that help bring fresh and healthy food to the people who need it most because life-changing is caring for you before you ever walk in our doors learn more at upmc.com slash community impact upmc life-changing medicine
3: is embracing a remote globalized and diverse workforce is your organization prepared when it comes to understanding all the nuances of diversity diversity mba can help From an industry-leading journal and web publication highlighting professionals and best practices to boot camps and conferences featuring noted and accomplished speakers, Diversity MBA is a driving force in diversity, equity, and inclusion education. Check out magazine.com and take the first step towards transforming your organization.
1: Welcome back. I'm
3: here with the uh, Flowers family, the Dynasty,
1: <laughs> sharing with you what our next is. I'm Pam McElbank, the inclusive voice for those of you just joining us. So, Michelle, I'm going to jump back to you, um, and then I'd love for, you know, both Britton and Jasmine to to chime in. You know, what do you see as some of the, you know, the advantages uh, of you having your family as part of the legacy that you have created? Um, and what is some of, you know, the vision that you have?
4: Well, the first thing that uh, for me is gratifying is to see these two young people. Uh, I remember being born. um, Jasmine is my youngest brother's daughter and Brenton is my oldest brother's son. So I was there when both of them were born and to see them uh, grow into such strong and talented and intelligent and creative uh, individuals, uh, you know, it's a blessing for me. I don't have biological children, so my nieces and nephews uh, have always been like my own sons and daughters. Um, I mean, I could tell you stories. I won't go into them because I'm sure both of them are blushing right now about each of them growing up. So now, um, when I started this agency, I wasn't thinking about succession and the next generation. You know, you rarely think about that when you start to pursue your passion. But uh, Mm -hmm. 33 years later, I'm blessed to know that Jasmine and Brenton bring the talent and the commitment and the passion to continue the the legacy of the firm. They don't just have the, 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 we don't just share the same last name. We just share core value that's ingrained in our family that's now going to live on uh, through the th- through the two of them, and who knows, potentially through their children at some point in time, and their children's children. Um, it's exciting to see genera- generational legacy at work, especially when we've not seen enough of that with black-owned businesses. Too often, after the founder uh, retires or you know is, is out of the business. The business itself dies. I've seen it in yeah. our own industry too much. So I am so glad that we now have what can be a model that can inspire other businesses uh, to plan for succession and to create that sort of legacy that can be um, that can be uh, passed down to uh, generation after generation. And you know, and it's not just that. You know, you
1: have family members that are that are interested, but you have talented, gifted, yeah. you know, experienced, you know, a verifiable, demonstrated, you know, yeah. ability yeah. of leaders that are coming in to go to the next generation. So that part of, of you know, of those of us that have been entrepreneurs, that, that's kind of hard to do if you don't have your children and family growing up in that business with you. You know, they're just they're just not there. So you know, so that's unique too that you're able to um, you know to have that manifested. So um, what do you? I mean, Britain and Jasmine. You know, how do you guys you know feel about really being able to be a part of taking what has been you know institutional. What are the institutional organizations built not just in the black community but in the business community to the next level? What does that mean to you? Um I'll start with Brittany and then Jasmine.
0: Sure, and and what an amazing and, and and powerful question. It it means the world to me, you know. Um Going back to uh you know when we were talking about you know what kind of keeps us grounded in spirituality I always you know probably every day when I get up in the morning just you know say thanks and be very thankful uh for this opportunity uh and it means a lot, but you know I've been at flowers for going on eleven years now, so you know with me starting my public relations career here, I've always you know kept myself close very close with Michelle on everything I don't care if it was just me entering my time or doing something administrative at the agency Um, I've always stayed close to her uh, you know from the way she talks, the way she dresses, the way she presents, how she approaches projects. So, I really had the opportunity to, you know, grow with her to this point to where she made this decision that she wanted to pass along that, you know, uh, I'm kind of getting, well, we're getting a, all of us are getting a running start, you know, it's just not a cold start. So, just making sure that, you know, uh, Jasmine and I keep the, the plane flying and, and soaring to new heights. Then on another note, uh, Jasmine and I, you know, we've always been and very close, you know, younger growing up together and just always been a perfect fit, you know, we mesh personality wise, we mesh work style wise and we're really able to ebb and flow off of each other so I always say when we introduce ourselves uh, that I'm the yin to her yang or the yang to her uh, yin or whichever way it goes for whichever go. day it is but, yeah, but all of this together, you know, has really made this you know an easier transition for all of us because our personalities mesh but at the end of the day just so thankful and grateful for you know representing uh, what Michelle has built and just continuing uh, this legacy in you know what is important to uh, the world and that's multicultural marketing and um, keeping that passion alive and and the flame burning. Thank
1: you so much for sharing. And so, and then so Jasmine also, you know, you bring to all, you know, which is, I'm not going to say that I see this in, in many other agencies, but you definitely bring in, you know, the real depth and experience in the integration of DEI and talent management with multicultural marketing into an agency environment and i see you know it sounds like you're probably expanding upon that as you're there bringing your your new vision and energy where michelle is allowing for the growth in the next but um how how are you you know how do you feel about being able to help take this organization to the next level
5: yeah, I, I feel incredibly honored. Um, you know, I, I got a taste of, of Flowers very, very early on um, in my my, my youth. Um, Flowers was, I think, my second internship um, while I was um, in school at, at Selman College in, in Atlanta. And I, I absolutely loved it. And I did choose a different path. Of of management consulting but um, I do feel very honored to have this this opportunity because for me um, it has given me a sense of purpose Um, so I'm able to kind of take what I the skill sets that I have built in my career outside of kind of you know marketing and communication and bring that in a purposeful in a purposeful way to um, continue the legacy of of our family and of this company. And so for me, there it comes with great passion for me to have this opportunity. Um, what Michelle has already done is is historical. Um, and you know how many people get this type of, especially people of color, get this type of opportunity to carry on the legacy of a a family business Impact a marketplace, really impact the world. Quite frankly, um, uh, you know, with with the work that we are we're doing. So again, it comes with great honor. Um, I mentioned earlier, I have three kids, and so I look at it even beyond you know me, Michelle, and Brenton. Um, I look I look at it as um, even the legacy building from from their perspective, from the next generation, being able to pass this on, and, and the legacy really living for work
1: and, and, you know, and thank you for sharing that in the influence. I will tell you, I have, um, you know, my boys too have come up through my business and they know what it's like. They're not, they're not going to move it on. So Michelle, I'm a little bit jealous, <laughs> but they're going to be <laughs> entrepreneurs. They are going to go, do, they're doing their, they're already entrepreneurs <laughs> doing their own thing, but they're not doing it in my business, but oh well. So, you know, I want to thank you guys for getting up early this morning and being part of this conversation. Because, you know, we have to have more of these legacy generational conversations while we celebrate um, progress. And so, Michelle, i just like to ask you, you know, what advice do you have, um, I would say, for both up-and-coming entrepreneurs and maybe entrepreneurs that haven't really started succession and thinking about how their legacy is going to be sustained? You know, what, what some advice do you have for them?
4: I would encourage them to make sure that they plan well. Um, I didn't do that in the beginning. But I quickly learned the impact of a strong business plan and strategic plan because for an entrepreneur, that's the road map. It's easy for us to do the things that we love and that we're passionate about and that come natural to us. But uh, many of us then don't put a plan in place to make sure that that work that we love, uh, it's done well, is monetized, and can continue. So uh, I would really stress the, the impact and, and importance of, of planning. And, and Pam, before we leave, I do want to really take a minute to thank everyone who has chosen to uh, bring their talents to the Flower Communications Group. Um, over the past 33 years, uh, it's been our people who have made us great and really helped produce impactful work uh they're behind that 150 plus awards that we have won as an agency so i, I wanted to make sure that i um acknowledged them oh absolutely absolutely
1: absolutely um and i appreciate that as well but if people wanted to know britain and folks wanted to know more information about um the flowers agency where can they go
0: You all can go to our brand new website, (laughs) www.explorefcg.com, and everything that you need is right there. It's a one-stop shop. So everything from careers to uh, internships to uh, our amazing Michelle Flowers-Welch diversity fellowship program, uh, information is, is on there about that. And as well as, you know, any prospective clients or anyone that may need help, you know, with money marketing, communications, advertising, or DEI, of course, uh, you can inquire about our services there, and we will get right back to you.
1: Oh, that sounds so fabulous. And then, Jasmine, for those that have been in big company environments, um, you have come from big corporate, and to think about a career in going to a family business, what advice do you have for them?
5: My advice would be to, to come in with an open mind um, and to perhaps kind of reset your, your baseline. Um, you know, I think if you come in with an open mind um, to more so inquire and learn and understand um, versus with the mentality that, you know, you're coming from a big company and know all of the things. I think you're gonna set yourself up for much more success and the ability to more successfully kind of make that transition. Um, and also, it will set you up for success in, in really building relationships and connecting with kind of your new um, organizational or agency family. Um, so I think an, an open mind is, is really, really key um, to expect the unexpected. Right. Um, And to be okay, just, you know, learning from other people and, and absorbing the information and giving yourself grace in that process.
1: So thank you so much for sharing because that, you know, all of those and everything that I'm hearing, it sounds like you can get so much out of going from one, you know, environment to the next and where there's close family and everybody cares. Everybody cares about you personally. I feel that makes a major difference. So we're going to go to commercial break and right after that, we'll be back with you to share with us for next week
3: talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Let Diversity MBA Media bring you up to speed on the discussion. With benchmarking services that help enterprises gauge and expand the diversity of their workforces to fresh, insightful, deep-dive articles on the Diversity MBA website, CEO Pam Mickelvain leverages years of experience and some of the foremost thought leaders on diversity, equity, and inclusion to spread the DEI message and curate content that educates and enlightens. In addition, Diversity MBA Media hosts annual conferences that bring together speakers from all across the DEI spectrum with thousands of virtual attendees learning industry best practices from a wide range of perspectives. Check out Diversity MBA Media, join the diversity, equity, and inclusion movement and be a part of the discussion. www dot So thank you all for
1: joining us this morning with the Flowers Communications Agency. I mean, our celebrated Michelle Flowers, CEO and chairman of Flowers Communication, who has built an institution right here in our backyard in Chicago, but more than that, has a global reach and has extended to support organizations, not just multicultural marketing, but also DEI. What an organization to go to to learn more about and have the next generation there helping her with their vision and execution and so next week we'll have with us as we move into celebrating more of black history another story from another successful entrepreneur group so stay tuned with us and Pam McElveen your host on the Inclusive Voice WCPT 820 AM